so it's a pleasure being here again today and uh, still continuing with the topic of unity but today i want to speak about the necessity to contend for the peace for the faith so as I always use my King James Version Bible, so all those that are tuning and listening, please await the, please take out your scriptures and a notebook or a pen if you choose to take notes, so you can always go back to the segment and listen to it on your own time. So let's start. It has almost become axiomatic in Christian circles to be told that one ought not to argue over the scriptures. And for biblical support, they cite 2 Timothy 2.24, which states the following. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. However, this never argues scripture. Group fails to see that the admonition of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24, is directly related to the preceding verse, which states, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that their gender or breed strifes. So that is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. Now, based on what I just read, it must be understood that the instructions given in verse 24 of 2 Timothy chapter 2 is aimed at protecting this Christian from engaging in foolish and unscriptural arguments since such engagements incubate stripes. Moreover, the verse sets forth the proper Christian attitude which I read from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 with respect to his or her involvement in discussions of a non-doctrinal nature. On the other hand, however, the Christian's attitude towards false doctrines is clearly detailed in Titus chapter 1, verse 9 to 14. In this passage, the admonition given is that the true child of God should always be holding fast the faithful word as he or she has been taught that he or she may be able by some doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouth must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, 
for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sung in the faiths, meaning doctrines of the church. Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth, meaning the teachings of the apostles. So what I just read is taken from Titus chapter 1 from verse 9 to 14. So brethren, the following is the God-ordained standard of behavior of the true child of God today. A. The true saint should hold fast the faithful word as he or she had been taught. That is taken from Titus chapter 1, verse 9a. B. The true Christian should be able by sound doctrine to exhort his or her fellow brethren. That's Titus chapter 1, verse 9b. C. True Christians should be able to convince gainsayers that they are in error. That's Titus chapter 1, 9c. D. Wherefore rebuke them sharply so that they may be sung in the faith. That's Titus chapter 1, verse 13. And E. True Christians must not pay any attention to nor should they obey the commandments of religious men that turn from the truth. That's Titus chapter 1, verse 14. Beloved brethren, any serious student of the Bible who reads those scriptures would certainly discover that this passage, rather than discouraging verbal confrontation, surely encourages same when doctrinal topics are the points at issue and is not doctrinally purity and continuity the theme of the Apostle Jude's soul epistle? Of course it is. So important were these issues to the successful mission of the church that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle to pen his concern in the following strong language. This is taken from Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That is taken from Jude chapter 1 verse 3. This admonition, brethren, was necessary since heretics and other ungodly men had already infiltrated the membership of the church, men whose interpretation of the grace of God provided church members with a license to live in sin. And as a direct consequence of this above passage, they and their followers had already turned from the true teachings of the church. This being so, brethren, it was absolutely essential for true believers then to stand firm against such corrupting influence 
so as to ensure the maintenance of the original doctrines of the apostles. Now, brethren, if it were necessary for the Christians now to contend earnestly for the faith, meaning the true doctrines of the church, which was once delivered to the early church, how much more is it necessary for us to defend, even with our lives, the faith for which the saints presently, the first century saints, sorry, gave their lives? And time saints, if we do not now earnestly contend for the true doctrines of the church which were once committed to the first century saints, this generation would be lost to the cults and other heathen religions. Then the blood of the martyrs would have been shed in vain. Brethren, it is so important. This issue of doctrinal purity to the early church, that it gave rise to the calling of the first church council held at Jerusalem about AD 33. At that time, Certain zealous but unlearned men from Judea went to Antioch and taught the Gentile brethren that circumcision of the flesh, along with obedience to the law of Moses, in addition to the faith of Jesus Christ, was the necessary prescription for salvation. These errors provoked sharp disputes between the apostles Paul and Barnabas on the one hand and the men who came from Judea. Now, after having failed to resolve this doctrinal problem after much disputing, they decided to carry the issue to the apostles at Jerusalem for resolution. This Jerusalem council was not without its share of disputation. Read Acts chapter 15 verse 7 so heated were the debates that heaven had to intervene for at that point the holy spirit moved upon the hearts of the apostles and made it absolutely clear that laws which were peculiarly jewish had no place in the doctrines of the church read acts chapter 15 from verse 1 to 29 this said position was later maintained for the Gentile church as Acts chapter 21 verse 25 indicates. From this second episode of Acts chapter 21 from verse 17 to 25, we must conclude that the doctrines of the church must not be altered because of time. Because of this fact, brethren, it is absolutely necessary for us to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. If we ever hope to share the same destiny of the first century saints. Brethren, today more than ever, we need to contend for the doctrines which were established by the first century apostles. For our Christian faith is surely in jeopardy. End time saints. The early church fathers never took lightly to heretical doctrines. 
since doing so would have resulted in the spiritual decline and subsequent destruction of Christianity. Just listen to what Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 4 from verse 9 to 12 concerning what in today's customs may be deemed a trivial matter. He said that observance of days and months and times and years by those who were known of God, but who did not really know his ways, was an indication that those Christians were still in bondage and spoke loudly to the fact that Paul's labors were in vain. This doctrinal deviation from the truth was so serious a matter that demanded a travailing in birth again by the apostle so that Christ may be formed in them. Read Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 for confirmation. Now, saints of God, if a matter as simple as the observance of days and months and times and years was capable of leading the saints of Paul's day into bondage, can you imagine what will be the fate of those who knowingly adhere to gross heretical teachings? If you have doubts about their faith, then turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 11 to 12 and Revelations chapter 21 verse 8 will surely clear them all. Now, before I end, this very important topic i feel constrained to remind us that not too long ago christianity was the dominant religion of the west persons are free to disagree with that if one desire and as a direct result of that reality higher learning and prosperity followed brethren in times of earlier revivals, heathenism was weakened and in some cases even eradicated. Today, however, Christianity has lost its once lofty position in the West. It is now classified as one of the great religions. And many are the forces that are working assiduously in an attempt to relegate Christianity to an even meaner position. And time since, can you imagine that? And will you allow that to happen? Well, I will say no way. And we must be prepared to resist even unto blood the destruction of our holy Christian faith bequeathed to us by the blood of the martyrs. And time saints, will you allow such an awful image of Christianity as exists today to continue to be carrying on year after year, year after year? 
I say a resounding no. N-O. No. Even if it means joining the list of the martyrs of all ages who lived and died for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And time saints. It seems as though Christians are no longer concerned with contending for the faith. Rather, they seem more preoccupied with uniting with all faiths rather than defending the holy Christian faith. This is a sure proof that we are living in the last days. Now, this being the case, brethren, your choice is either you prepare for the rapture or you continue in the way that you are going and face certain disaster. In this regard, read Luke chapter 21 verse 36. It is relevant indeed. As I close, brethren, do be reminded that God's unity formula demands that we all come in the unity of the faith. Read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13. That means the church of Jesus Christ must have a common set of doctrines. Therefore, unity now enthusiasts. You should examine your church doctrines to see whether you are in the faith. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Make no mistakes about it. For if we are truly in the faith of Jesus Christ, we would all undoubtedly be saying the same thing. Read 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, and Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. As a result of those scriptures, those eternal truths, community of Christian brethren worldwide, let us all rally around the word of God and contend earnestly for the faith, meaning the apostolic doctrines which was once delivered unto the saints. Read Jude chapter 1 verse 3. It is the only sensible choice we have. So let us contend earnestly. So this is the end of my segment today. So I'll be live next week again. So have a safe and productive week. God bless.